Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. My guest today is Sue Campbell, who is the Director of Communications for Dr. Amy Beacom, the founder and CEO of the Center for Parental Leave Leadership. Sue and Amy are experts on helping families, employees, employers, and companies navigate parental leave policies and practice. Today, Sue joins us to share practical tips and advice about how to create the best possible parental leave experience. I hope this is helpful to you as our listeners. Welcome, Sue. Thank you so much for having me. You know, Sue, often when we're talking to people, especially that are giving back, it must be empowering to be in a career that you're not only helping others, but you're also building a firm. And I know that you and Dr. Amy work so closely together. But I'd like to begin today by asking you the inspiration to create the Center for Parental Leave and Leadership. I know it was a personal one for both of you. And can you share the details with us of how how did this come about? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Fifteen years ago, Amy had her first child. And right before that, at the time, she was working in executive leadership and she was a consultant to some major brands. And she was also leading tours and kind of showing her expertise on work-life balance and women's empowerment. And when she got pregnant, she really thought, well, I know what I'm doing. I've got a handle on this, right? I'll take three weeks off and I will jump right back in where I left off. No problem. And her world was really rocked by some perinatal mood disorders. And when she had her son, she was just absolutely blindsided by the gravity of the transition and didn't feel that she had been adequately prepared, like felt like she thought she knew way more than she actually knew. And there was one night where she was, women who breastfed can relate, she was in her rocking chair with the breast pump going and that noise was rather even hypnotic and she was just in tears and overwhelmed and said to herself, how am I going to prevent any other woman or any other parent from going through this? At the time, she was also working at her doctorate in Columbia and actually ended up pivoting her thesis so that she could address this time frame because everyone was missing it, right? No one was supporting this transition. People were expected to go off, have a kid, come back, and it was like nothing ever happened. So she created the first evidence-based approach to what at the time she was calling maternity coaching. And now we realize, you know, 15 years later, it actually needs to be completely gender neutral for many reasons. One of them being that until men are empowered to be equal caregivers, women will still face that unconscious bias in the workplace. So we now work with all parents and we work with companies to try to help them understand that this is actually a huge leadership development opportunity for them if they support this transition well. You know, and I can so relate because I raised four children when I was building the business. And I always say it grew with them. You're right. At the time, there weren't resources for us. It was a little exhausting. Yeah. I think that they didn't know the difference when they say a life-work balance. I always say that there's no such thing. Yep. The firm and my family were all entwined in one. And so when you're talking, I flashbacks. And now I, I think from my perspective, now as a woman, I'm watching my daughter, expecting her second baby, working in the firm. She's our chief operations officer for the whole firm. And 
you know, mm-hmm. she's already talking about what's the second one going to be like. And I think that we have to pause and say, what will this really look like? And, and where are our priorities? The timing of this is, I think, so helpful, especially with COVID and women that had to do both at home. It's unbelievable. But I want to follow up when you were talking about when Dr. Amy became a parent and the pumping and the late nights and, and total exhaustion. I remember that feeling. Mm-hmm. But becoming a parent is probably one of the most transformative moments for an individual, both personal and professional life, for both the mom and the dad. What are some ways an expectant parent can start the transition smoothly into parent leave, and how can they continue to build their careers while creating this strong family bond? Because your family is first. We always say in our firm it's it's faith being something greater than ourselves. Family, Mm -hmm. because if if you're not healthy at home, your firm is never going to be successful or your career. You have to have those two healthy. So my question to you is when they are thinking about this, happening and occurring? How can expectant parents transition smoothly into this parent leave? Well, it's a great, great question. And the first thing to realize is, yes, we're all individuals. Your experience is going to be different than anybody else's experience when it comes to all of the little details and circumstances. But there are certain touch points that happen in the run-up to your leave and during your leave and when you're returning from leave. You want to think of it as three phases, not just the period of time that you're away from the office. And those touch points can help guide you in the way that you handle them. For better or worse, how you handle each of those touch points will create your ultimate leave experience. So in our book, The Parental Leave Playbook, we walk everybody through those 10 touch points. To answer your question, I'll just talk about the first three or four of them because it can be really helpful to get people sort of on the right path. So the first touch point is the announcement. So oftentimes by the time people are hearing Dr. Amy and I, the announcement has already happened. But if you're lucky enough to have not made your announcement yet, you really want to be thoughtful about it because your announcement sets your tone for your entire leave. And too often, I think people are apologetic about it, right? They come in with a tone of, oh, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to be out because I'm having a baby, right? We don't want to set that tone for you. We want you to be empowered going into your leave and really celebrate this and lead your leave experience so that everyone around you is really confident that you know how to handle this entire transition. So that's the first, and they're all, they all start with an A, so they're a bit easier to remember. That's the first touch point announcement. The second one is really crucial. And this, a lot of people sort of skip over or do on the fly as certain things come up, but it's assess. In this first phase, when you know you're going to be welcoming a child, but the child isn't here yet, we lead you through this assessment of all of the attributes of your leave. What is your situation? What are you yourself bringing to this leave? What strategies do you have that are go-tos for you or strategies that you've seen work for other people that you can employ? Really sit down and look at each and every aspect of your transition with this lens, and we actually have an assessment tool that leads people through this, but you can do it on your own in a DIY fashion, and we walk you through it in the book. But taking time to do that assessment is going to make you so much more empowered when you start to plan your leave. And then the next touch point is action plan, right? So now that you know what's going on and what are your assets and what are your liabilities, now you can craft an action plan. And Dr. Amy loves to say, and I just love this, like, the best way to plan your leave is to plan your return. Think about what your return is going to look like, not just getting out the door to begin with. 
So that's action planning. And again, when you get the book, we lead you through action planning and we also give you access to a template that we have as well. So you can like download it from the internet and get cracking on planning your leave. And then the last touch point in that first phase when you're preparing for leave is acknowledge your transition to parenthood, right? Take some time, like dedicated, thoughtful time to celebrate and acknowledge. And also, that's a great time to really get clear on your values, as you were saying, right? Like you've got your faith and your family. And what do you need to get clear on so that you can go into parenting with your eyes open about the kind of parent you want to be, the kind of family time you want to have, what you want your career to look like, how those might integrate for you. Thank you so much. This has been unbelievable. Just giving us the steps. They're so, so helpful. And I do love the best way to plan your leave is to plan your return. I love that. I just think that's such a great visual. And and also, I, I the, the other thing that I took away from, I know there were a lot of steps and action steps, but was to celebrate your yeah. of, of starting this family or growing the family, whichever that is. Right. You know, we always, after every end of every podcast, we always ask our guests if they would give advice on what you would tell a new parent that walks in your office or that you're talking to who's trying to navigate the next phase of life, what's the one piece of advice? You know, we have a lot of action steps here, but sort of the woman-to-woman emotional piece of advice you would give this already mom who's adding to her family and a little concerned how she's going to juggle multiple children or the first-time mom. What is that one piece of advice you would give them? It's really the advice that I wish I had had with my first child. I was expecting everyone to just tell me what was going to happen and tell me what to do, right? <laughs> you you get to take control of your leave. It doesn't mean everything's going to go exactly how you want, but if you come from a place of leading your leave, asking for what you need, creating that solid plan, it will bolster everyone around you to be supportive in a wonderful, wonderful way. But if you're constantly in reaction mode and waiting for people to tell you what's what, you're going to get pushed around in your leave experience because our culture is not set up well in the United States for supporting new parents through this transition. So you need to be the one to lead your leave and you can do it. So true. I love that ending of respond to what's happening versus having to react. So beautifully said. I can't thank you enough, Sue, for joining us today because you have just shared with fellow women and also future dads or current dads avenues that they can find resources. And I'm sure that they're going to reach out to your website and maybe probably purchase your book for these helpful events. So I, I want to thank you today for joining us because you have just been a wealth of knowledge in such a short amount of time. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. We really appreciate being able to get the word out because this is something parents have needed for a long time. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.